Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the Harvey Norman Black Friday sale. Offering the best deals on sofas, dining furniture, beds, home accessories and so much more. Over the year, it's been reported that a new sex education programme for Catholic primary schools has been released. Flourish Relationships and Sexuality Education, RSE programme, has been developed by the Irish Bishops' Conference for junior infants to sixth class. The Social Democrats have put forward the Health Relationship and Sex Education Bill 2021, which looks to remove religious influence in sex education, making it secular, inclusive and fact-based. And to chat more about this, we have on the line the chair of the Limerick City branch of the Social Democrats, Kieran Robert O'Donovan, INTO Press Officer in Limerick City and County and Primary Teacher in Lakela National School, Laura Quirk, and then from a secondary school perspective, Principal of Skull Poll in Kilfinnan, Mike O'Hara, and you are all very welcome indeed. Um, Kieran, uh, to begin with, can you explain to us the context of, from your perspective, the Flourish RSE programme and then what the Social Democrats are looking for? Uh, good morning. morning. Uh, the Irish Bishops' Conference earlier on in the year <clears throat> were working on the Flourish programme, as you mentioned. Now, in this programme, there was a few uh, items that were covered, which um, which have an impact on se- on the teaching of sexual education in Ireland. Within this programme, they included uh, prayers and also stated that the church is teaching between a marriage that on marriage that is only between a man and a woman which goes against the uh, the new state of affairs within the country since the passing of the 2016 marriage referendum. So the Social Democrats introduced a private member's bill. This was brought forward by Gary Gannon, our education spokesperson. It is the Health Relationship and Sex Education Bill of 2021. The basic premise of this bill was to bring in standardised teaching of sexual education across all state-funded schools to ensure that students have access to unbiased facts in accordance, in accordance with best practice of health and science. Um, well, the, the Irish Bishops' Conference is saying that all teaching in Catholic primary schools and areas relating to the Church's teaching is done in an invitational way using approaches outlined by the curriculum. It said the biological aspects of the Flourish Sex Education Programme were entirely in line with the NCCA curriculum. The programme will be amended if necessary when the Council's review of relationships and sexuality education is completed. See, in, in Ireland, the schools have the, have the right to an ethos. This bill seeks to establish a balance between the right of the school to have an ethos and also of the rights of the child, um, as outlined in the UN Convention of the Rights of the Child, to ensure that young persons have the right to access of unbiased facts as outlined. Our bill seeks to essentially bring in a, standard, a, a standardised form of education to ensure that all children have access to unbiased facts. Right. But, but also the Department of Education are saying that all schools were required to have a relationship and sexuality education policy that is developed in consultation with the school community, including school management, parents, teachers and students as appropriate. And it said it was important to note, note that the ethos of the school should never preclude learners from acquiring the knowledge about the issues. But ethos may influence how the content itself is treated. Yes, well, our bill, our bill just merely as, as seeks to kind of uh, to implement that into legislation, just to ensure. Our bill also ensures that the national uh, that the NCCA will be able to review the content of the curriculum every five years, and also to empower the inspector to ensure that the minimum standard is upheld. Right. Unfortunately, but, but but I mean, they're saying the department itself is saying that you know 
ethos may influence how that content is treated. And a document that goes with the Flourish um, sex education programme states there is no such thing as an ethos-free approach to relationships and sexuality education since it must be rooted in a particular value system and it says the Catholic school must consider these topics within a moral framework that reflects the teachings of the Church. Well, if that may be the case, we also have to ensure that all, all children have, uh, have access to unbiased facts in accordance with the best practice of health and science. Because we're, we're, this bill merely seeks to balance the right of the ethos of the school against the rights of the young person. Now, the government did, uh, did announce back in June that they seek to have a citizens' assembly on education. Uh, and we hope that the matter of ethos will be discussed within it, because we believe that in a modern republic and that sex education must be secular. Mm. Um, Con, a listener, has been in touch to say this is mischievous. Children are children. Trying to bring this sex education into primary schools is wrong. Bring all these new rules in. They should bring back old Catholicism into schools. Um, uh, Laura Quirk, what's your take on this? Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Kieran. Good morning, Mike. Um, my take is I have taught in primary schools for over 10 years now at this stage, and my opinion now and my feeling is that RSE is one part, a huge part of the SPAT curriculum. It is a curriculum that is taught. While a school can have a particular ethos following one or whatever religious influence it may follow, that does not affect the facts that you are teaching as part of that curriculum. We as teachers have a duty to teach the facts regarding various aspects of RSE, be it developing positive relationships, be it um, physical development of children, be it growing and changing, be it feelings, all those aspects of puberty that come up. We teach those unbiased. We teach the curriculum. We do not follow any particular single program. Flourish is just a program. I have not had experience of using this program. I know I read one or two press releases about it when it was first published last year, but it is not in use in my school and I actually don't know any colleagues okay. who have and, and, the program. And does your school. school have a Catholic ethos? Yes, we right. do. We have so, a Catholic ethos. so when you're teaching this how is that balanced? Is it is it separated? Is it discussed in a different context at a different time? I think the Catholic ethos more so comes back to the main thoughts behind the Catholic ethos are the way that you treat the people around you. That's the way that most of us would apply to our teaching and of course we would um, prepare children for sacraments and refer to religion at various times during the day and during the week. But when you're teaching SPAT, and in particular the growing and changing lessons of the RSE curriculum, you are teaching important facts, trying to teach children values about self-respect, self-identity, gender identity, which has now been included with the revisions that have been put in place by the NTCA over the past year. You are not linking it back to prayers at the end of each lesson, at the beginning of each lesson, because it's a totally separate entity. Okay. Okay, so 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 it is, it is very much. This is your direct experience in your school, and this is a this is a this is a facts based um, scenario, and you do not link it, nor do you see it linked within your school anyway. Certainly. Um, well, I suppose you'd link it in terms of how you might treat people in a positive way and you're encouraging positive relationships, positive, positive interactions, and there's aspects of the RC curriculum that deals with say, conflict and things like that. Right. But uh, well, at the it, core of it are the facts of, say, if you are teaching a lesson on growing and changing. If okay. For a junior oh, and child, well, you're teaching anatomic, anatomical names for different right. body parts. Right. Whereas when you get to fifth and sixth, you're looking at more maybe sexual development, maybe puberty, all those aspects are covered. You are not coming back to saying, and it's okay. only present well, within one kind of relationship. I mean, there, you, there know? you go, Kieran. There's a real-world example, you know, in, in a school with a Catholic ethos, but... 
one isn't impacting on the other. Well, see, the, as we noted in our debate when we introduced the private members' bill, not all schools um, would be using exclusively the first programme and not all schools would be teaching exclusively through the EPO. But the fact that there is no minimum standard, it does open it to this fact. Um, Hina Callaghan TD, Gary Gannon TD all, uh, were quoting experiences from teachers in other schools and from parents uh, speaking to them about the experiences that their child uh, has uh, during the sex education class. Uh, whilst many teachers and the clear majority of them and schools do practice it correctly, they do try to foster a, an inclusive environment, particularly for young LGBTIQ um, students. But what we what we merely seek to do is to implement a minimum standard to ensure that all the basic facts are given in an unbiased manner in accordance with best practice of health and science. Okay, and, and uh, what you're basically saying is that the, your view is that is not happening consistently at the moment. It is happening across the state. Um, obviously, we cannot provide a clear metric of X amount of schools. Well, I mean, you must believe it's not happening consistently. To the it is happening consistently enough. Um, and well, we what, really is, think what, what is happening consistently enough? What you want um, or what you think isn't right? Well, at the moment, we're looking at... Um, we're looking at... Like is, I, I suppose what I'm basically saying to you is, is there a problem or isn't there? There... There is a problem, okay. and uh, we are simply trying to ensure that a minimum standard is there and a minimum standard right, it right, will okay. be okay. Stay, stay, stay with me. Uh, we're going to take a short break because I want to bring Mike into this as well. Call Limerick today now on 46 we're talking about the relationships and sexuality education programme and uh, how it's being advanced or not, depending on your perspective, with Kieran Robert O'Donovan uh, of the Limerick City branch of the Social Democrats, INTO press officer in Limerick City and County and primary teacher in Lakeila National School, Laura Quirk, and principal then at secondary level of Skull Pole in Kilfinnan, Mike O'Hara. Uh, Mike, you've been uh, listening to this discussion. Uh, what do you think of it and what's your experience then at second level? Morning, Joe. How are you? And how's everybody? Um, I suppose we're we're in a slightly similar position to to Laura there in the primary in that we're told, and we're it's dictated to us through a circular from the department and circular thirty seven ten that the RSE program has to be implemented in full across the school. And if I just quote from the circular, it says schools are required to teach all aspects of the RSE program, including family planning, sexually transmitted infections, and sexual orientation. Elements of the program cannot be omitted on the grounds of school ethos. Now, it does give you uh, an opportunity to uh, how you present it and be sensitive to the ethos, but we're obliged to present it full facts on, and that's what's done. I mean, we would be doing a disservice to the young, to, to the young people in our schools if we cherry-pick um, anything within the programme or leave out anything within the programme because we personally might have a sensitivity towards it. After all, what are we doing? We're trying to prepare our young people to be able to do the best they can do and survive the best they can in society afterwards. But I, so, suppose, I suppose the natural question then is, what's the point in having an ethos at all? I, I think Laura nailed it there because the ethos is all about respecting people and how you go about your day-to-day basis. I mean, it's doing what they say on the tin. So I mean, an ethos that, that centrals and centralises on how you deal with each other, to see the person and not... To, uh, not to see colour, class, creed, any other excuse that in the past may have been to the fore, but to see the person and to value the person. That's respect. Respect for yourself, respect for others. 
And, and you know, you can put any programme you like through the school as long as it's centred on that. And that's what your ethos right. is all about. But, but I suppose, Mike, you know, we're all realists here, and I'd say most of the people listening this morning are too. There are those who are deeply committed Catholics and Christians and will send their kids to school on that basis. And there are others who may be lukewarm and others who may be sending their kids to particular schools because they don't have options um, in the community. And I suppose that is exactly the dilemma that you as a principal have to um, grapple with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in order to, to, to deal with all those things, it comes back to the relationship to actually have between students and teachers. And if you have an open and honest and frank ability to discuss items and to build that, that, that trust between students and teachers and staff, then you can be open and honest in programs such as the RSC. You can listen to their opinion. You can share opinions. You can, you can, you can tease it out within the group as they go from fourth year through to sixth year, which you're talking about adults at that point. And the ability to listen to each other is, is, is hugely important and not to get emotionally carried away on maybe your opinion only. Um, and, and then that allows facts to be brought in and facts to be shared. OK. And, but, but and does it worry yeah. you, Mike, for example, that we have heard, you know, over even the last few months from those at third level where they just feel that, you know, the education system when it comes to relationships and sexuality perhaps at primary, but certainly at secondary level, has let them down when they move on to third level. I mean, students themselves have said that to us. And, and doesn't that straight away come back to the honesty that each school applies to the, to the delivery of the programme? I mean, if, if you, if you tippy-toe around things, then it's going to be a disaster thereafter. But if you go in full-on fact, fact-based and you tell the students and you give the students all the information based on fact, in an open and honest way, then their, their ability to make decisions, their ability to make choice, their ability to rationalise is only improved. Now, it does come back into that relationship right from the get-go that is, is fostered between the student and the teacher to allow that openness to happen, to allow the, the delivery of the facts, the delivery of the discussion, so that they are as informed as, as best as possible going into either the world of work or toilet. Okay, okay. It'll be very interesting to hear uh, what listeners have to say about all of that. Thank you very much for talking to us. Principal of Skull Paul Secondary School in Kilfinnan, Mike O'Hara, and uh, press officer with the INTO in Limerick City and County and primary teacher in La Cala National School, Laura Quirk. And right at the beginning, you heard chair of the Limerick City branch of the Social Democrats, Kieran Robert O'Donovan. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.